Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast this week. I am so glad you're here. So glad you decided to spend this next bit of time with me. And I'm excited. I know, I'm always excited, right? Do you guys get tired of me saying that? We are just so fortunate to have the most amazing resources, amazing guests, and this one definitely does not disappoint. So I'm particularly excited because this is one you guys have been asking for, right? So many of you are interested in passive income on Etsy, digital sales on Etsy, and printables is a huge way to accomplish that. So this is a fascinating aspect of Etsy. I think it's growing. I think it's booming. I think it is so ripe with opportunity. And I have been hunting for the right person to, you guys know I'm super picky, the right person to introduce to this and and also the right person to refer you to if you want to do more. Because I have some printable experience, but like I wanted to bring in someone who has made really good money with this, really knows it, has a course in it, and that is what we have done. So I went through a whole bunch of experts, a whole bunch of people who do courses, and this was like my number one top, 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 top um, choice. And I was so um, kind of shocked and relieved and excited when she reached out and was like, yes, Lizzie, I would love to work with you. I'd love to get on the podcast and talk to your audience. So guys, Julie Berninger is a toddler mom and a seven-figure entrepreneur who sells on Etsy blogs and podcasts. Her company, Gold City Ventures, helps people start Etsy digital download businesses from scratch. (laughs) It's the perfect side hustle for busy people. Yep, yep. And Julie made over $10,000 last year selling printables in her Etsy shop, despite moving 3,000 miles cross-country, yay, passive income, Julie and her husband have paid off over 10, no, I'm sorry, $100,000 of debt, 100,000K. That's amazing. And aggressively saved towards early retirement in their 30s. She is also a huge proponent of women achieving financial independence. So this is totally different because this isn't someone who is just Etsy. She is like a financial guru. Like this is the kind of person you would listen to. She used to have a podcast literally just talking about like finance and how women can become financially independent, independently wealthy, retire early. I love it. She has a very passive income mindset, which I know you guys are hungry for. So you're going to enjoy her thoroughly. She has got such a financial mind. She has cracked the Etsy code with digital sales. And now she continues to make passive income from it and teach thousands of others. So help me welcome Julie. I think this one is packed with insight, guys. Let's get in. Julie, welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, This has been something I've been dreaming about for a while. Okay. I was really picky about my principal expert hunting and you stood out like so hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I just can't even believe that we're getting to chat today. So thank you. And um, my listeners, I know, are salivating just seeing the title of this episode because I get more questions about digital <laughs> products on Etsy, passive income on Etsy, principles on Etsy than anything else. And I have some experience with that, but not nearly like my audience deserves someone on your level at your caliber. Um, so I'm really excited. And I would love for us to start today like normal, you know, with your background and your story, because guys, it's completely different from anything else you've heard and you're going to gobble it up. And um, I love that it's so different. So we want to hear it all, Julie, like, please don't be shy all the way from how you got started with selling principles on Etsy, but like all the other good stuff that I know is going to come out too. <laughs> okay. So hi everyone. I'm Julie Berninger. I'm a toddler mom that lives in Massachusetts. And right now I'm a full-time entrepreneur, but I was working in corporate America for 10 years and kind of building my bridge out of corporate at the same time, which was totally exhausting. And then when I had my daughter and I had a very long maternity leave due to the laws in Washington, which was amazing, it was like seven months, which I know is wow. unheard of, I decided wow. to come back to corporate because it was March 2020 and it was the beginning of the pandemic. So I did one more year and then I finally broke out of my own last year. and. I'm so glad I did because this is where my heart's aligned and now I can build my business aligned with my passion, which is helping other people build online businesses and, and sell online. That is utterly incredible. Okay. So thank you for that. So how did Etsy play into like that puzzle? Like, first of all, I'm still over here. Like you went back to work in March of 2020. So there's that. Um, but <laughs> it's just like the opposite of everyone else's story. And also I'm over here. Like I need to move to Washington, like one of these days. Cause that's pretty magical. Um, but yeah, how did Etsy play into this? And like, what is your kind of bigger picture goals? Cause I know it's way bigger than Etsy, which is different from what we usually have on here. Okay. So I grew up very middle-class America and money was not part of my family story. In fact, wow. we did not discuss it ever. And I remember some specific situations that maybe my family was not doing very well at that time with money and seeing my parents kind of stressed. And then I felt stressed as a kid, couldn't do anything about it. So that really drove me to try to be as successful as I could. But all I knew was how to be successful with grades in school, with sports, with going to college. And when I graduated, I was kind of stuck. It was 2011 and there were no, not very many jobs at the time because it was kind of just pulling out of that recession and it was tough. So I was sitting in Starbucks with my friends and they were talking about starting WordPress blogs about their lives, yes. but our lives were so boring because we were unemployed 22 year olds living with our parents, which I was very grateful to live with my parents. So I decided to start a blog about study abroad because that was a time in my life where I was super passionate about travel and excited. And that was the start of my blogging journey. Now, five years or so later, I was able to get my footing in corporate and figure out how to get my foot in the door and build a resume and all of that stuff that you learn when you're kind of in your early 20s. But I always had blogging as something that I did for fun on the side. I grew out of that study abroad travel mindset. I got into travel hacking, which is using credit cards to try to help you buy flights that you can't afford, essentially. And that was really fun for my husband and I. He's, he's my boyfriend then, my husband now. And we did that for a while and I blogged about that. But then there was a point where suddenly I woke up and realized that both my husband and I had an incredible amount of student loan debt. We had over 100000 debt combined between student loan debt. We, I just financed a car. Um, there was a couple things that we had done that maybe I mean, it seemed like a good decision at the time because we felt like we were growing up and being adults, but then suddenly we woke up and we're like, wait, this is a lot of money and what are we doing here? 
So I started learning more about personal finance and I started a blog, Millennial Boss, which became my student loan debt payoff story. And that was kind of the start of me getting involved in online stuff, not as a passion, fun hobby, as an actual side hustle. And I worked to monetize Millennial Boss, which helped me pay off my debt faster. And then from there, I started listening to all the podcasts, similar to how a lot of people are probably listening to this now, getting ideas, Mm -hmm. getting inspired to start something new. And I kept hearing about people that were selling products on Etsy and Amazon. And I particularly loved one episode where I learned about someone selling something super simple and just made an absolute killing. And from there, I said, you know what? I'm going to all these bachelorette parties. I'm spending tons of money on Etsy already, buying doodads for one night. What if I made a bachelorette party Etsy shop? And that was kind of the beginning of my Etsy journey. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is, this is so rare because I'm, you know, we have all different people who come on here, like from print on demand to people selling crochet, you know, things and patterns and like artists, like wreath artists and everything. I love how this piece for you, it wasn't just like, I'm going to start an Etsy shop. It was like, I'm on this whole financial journey, this whole, like, how do I make passive streams of income? How do I build my family's future? It wasn't even about Etsy. Like Etsy was just an idea on the fringe. Is that fair to say? Like, that's cool. Yes. Etsy was the tool because I always wanted to be a crafty person, but it's not, it's not me. It's not me really. I'm more of like a side hustler, digital person, and I enjoy doing crafts, but I'm never going to make something good enough for anyone to buy with my own hands. But a computer I'm not the most techie person in the world, but I I love the fact that just anyone can kind of get behind a computer and make something. And and that's what is super accessible about selling printables on Etsy and why I decided to make my Etsy shop in a certain way. Okay. And so we have to dive into printables next, but I do, I do want to pull this out a little bit more. Julie, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about like some of the other things that your business does, like in addition to Etsy, like what are some of the other ways that you've dived into this whole financial project? Okay. So the student loan debt was the first step of trying to pay that off. But then when we started making good progress on that, doing kind of the usual things that people do, like downsizing and trying to get better paying jobs and all that, we learned about this concept called financial independence, retire early or the fire movement. And that just enthralled me when I was in my late twenties. And I went to a conference in Ecuador. I bought tickets for my husband and I. We probably travel hacked them or something, but we flew down to meet strangers on the internet in basically kind of like a jungle-ish conference setting. People that we did not know that we just like met on blogs or we thought they were, who even knows, right? And I just remember thinking on the flight down, I didn't want to tell my husband who's my boyfriend at the time that I thought this could be fake, but I suddenly had a panic attack of like, wait, we're going to this country. Like I've never been to South America. I don't know anyone. And what if this is fake? Like we just paid like, it was like $1,700 a ticket or something. It was crazy. So we get down there though. And we meet all these people that they retired early in their thirties. And I was sitting on this bus that was taking us to this little retreat center. And the guy in front of us was talking about, he was maybe like in his forties and he was talking about, you know, I owned a restaurant in Vail for five years. And then I started doing some commercial real estate in New Orleans. And then I did this and that. And his life was just like jaw dropping. And then we started feeling really like, wait, we shouldn't be here. Like what we are, we're in all this debt. Like we're not where these people are yet. Cause the conference was kind of, it wasn't to teach you how to be like them. It was like more for them to meet each other and talk about, you know, these things that they've done with money and, you know, find community. 
So we were just these, we felt like these little like sea urchins just like trying to get as much information as we could. But they eventually took a liking to us and they they helped us with all these sort of strategies. So my husband and I, we, we went back home from that trip being like, what? Like this is possible, right? You don't have to work anymore in your 30s. This would be the dream. So we set up all of these savings accounts and we worked really hard in our jobs to try to continue to make as much money as we could, but we were putting them away in these like tax advantaged accounts. And then it, you know, flash forward, this was in 2015. It's now 2022. I mean, yes, I've built my business on the side, but we were kind of doing all the things. And then now we're at a point where we could take a considerable amount of time off. I wouldn't say walk away forever because my lifestyle needs have also increased. I have a daughter now. I, I like nicer things than I did when I was 26 years old. Yeah. But it's, it's something that I'm just so grateful that I learned about. And yeah, the side hustles for me, it was, it's creative expression. It's fun, but it was also a way to kind of get my ideal family outlook and lifestyle balance. This is too much. I love it. Okay. It's just so different. It's, and I'm, I'm telling you right now how much I'm restraining myself, not wanting to go down an entire travel rabbit trail and find out all these phenomenal places you've gone and how you've lived like 17 lives in one, but I'm not going to do that today, but I'm telling you, I'm having a struggle fest, not doing that. Um, okay, Julie. So there are going to be some, we got people who listen to this that are, that have all different backgrounds, brand new to Etsy, never been on Etsy, considering Etsy been on there for 10 years. It's all of it. And they all have different levels of knowledge. So just to baseline, can you, um, can you please just do a little lesson real quick on what is a printable? I mean, like how, how is it made? And then how does that Etsy customer receive it? Because it's so different from me painting a sign, boxing it and shipping it when I get an order. So if you could just run that, run down that a little bit, I think it would be super helpful. Okay, so a printable is a file that you'll make on a computer and you can upload it to your Etsy listing and the customer can download it. And technically, the next customer can download it and 100 customers or 1,000 customers can download it with very little action from you. You have to answer their questions, obviously, if they have customer service messages to you. But you're not doing that worrying about inventory. You're not worrying about shipping, packaging, any of the things that you would do if you're a physical seller. And I actually started selling temporary tattoos. So I understand the struggle (laughs) there. And I actually outsourced some of it to my husband because I would get, if I got multiple orders in a day, which was amazing, I, I swapped those tattoos in the wrong package. And like, it just wasn't my, you know, I was doing too much. I had corporate America to worry about. I'm trying to do these big financial goals. And then this was supposed to be something fun on the side, but it, it just got overwhelming fast. I can't even imagine doing it when, you know, my my daughter, I have her now to worry about. So the, the passive income, you know, quote unquote, there's no such thing as true passive income, but printables are really close to it. I, I find that approach of my Etsy shop just much more manageable for my life and my goals. So they don't, you don't even have to email the file to them when the order comes in, right? It just, they just get it right away. They can download, they get like an email from Etsy and they click it and they download it. Yes. Yes. Now customers, some of them are less savvy. Like I'll get a message saying, how do I download this when they, they think I'm sending it to them and I'm not, or I, I was in the bachelorette party space and I got so many brides who were like, can you email this to the bridesmaids? And I'm like, no, because um, they didn't want it. They wanted to purchase it for their party, but they wanted it to come from the bridesmaids because they didn't want to like micromanage their own bachelorette. Oh my gosh, that's so, so bridey. You yeah. know, that was a funny, weddings and all that, that's a fun niche. I'm sure those of us that sell in those niche have some stories. But it's the digital stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty passive. They can download it themselves. If they do ask how to download it, I have something saved on my, I have an iPhone. I just copy paste this a link to Etsy's help article on how they can download it. Yes. And you know, it's it's pretty simple. So that's what I love about it. It's all about those snippets. Do you find that you spend a lot of time like in the DMs answering their customer questions? And like, is that, is that feel really time consuming? And then also, I guess on top of that, are they 
do you get a lot of the same questions where you can kind of, you know, have it ready to go? Or I'm just really curious, like what that piece is like, because I, I think um, more and more people are getting tech savvy, but I'm just wondering how much time you spend dealing with the technical issues. It's not very time consuming. So maybe I'll get a couple messages a month or something like that. Um, depending, you know, in the digital space, you can sell a bunch of different things. You can sell to regular people, like business to consumer. You could sell to other businesses, business to business. The de- How complex you make the products, you can charge more, but then you might get more questions. So some really simple, like, okay, I'm going to make a holiday scavenger hunt. You're not going to get a question about that really. Like someone's going to download it, no questions. But sometimes I sell more complex things like Canva templates or Google Doc templates. And a template requires the customer to edit themselves. So I can charge a lot more for that. And I think that's great because I'm trying to get up my average order size, basically. On the printable space, you'll see some yes. people selling printables for 2 to $3 per download, which could be a volume game. If they sell a 1,000 of that, that's fantastic, right? But um, yeah. in my shop, I'm more about getting that average order size up. So I'm going to sell slightly more complex things, knowing though there's a trade-off where I might get a little more questions. Like someone might say, hey, I'm not familiar with Google Docs. How do I edit this thing? So you can make all those decisions depending on your season of life, and you can make it more passive or not. For myself, last year I moved 3,000 miles across the country from Mass or from Seattle to Mass because that's where I grew up and I needed to be where grand, my, grand, my parents are to basically have extra childcare for my daughter sometimes um, because the pandemic was too crazy. Yes. But in doing that, I took six months off my Etsy shop. I didn't add new products. Oh, wow. I honestly barely was on my phone because I'm, I was, that was the busiest time of my life. I was still working in corporate America. Anyone who's moved knows how kind of horrible it is. And we were staying in Airbnbs because we, we sold our house in Seattle at kind of the peak of that year, which was in March. And then we didn't end up moving and getting into our new house until June. So we, we had these incredible experiences where I was working, like I tried to get, you know, waterfront in, in Pacific Northwest, which was on my bucket list, which was amazing. But I was like too stressed out to enjoy it, honestly. And someday oh. I'll go back when I don't, when I, you know, I'm not working in corporate anymore. I can enjoy it a little more, but it was just so busy. And I, I was not on my phone answering a million questions that um, it was just very rare. So that, but you know, of course, like I said, if you want to make more money, you might have to put a little bit more effort into your business, but you can, if you're okay with kind of accepting a little bit of a lower profit, then you can make your products more passive. You gave me such an aha moment there because as someone who's always done physical products, for the most part, I hadn't really thought about, you can kind of, I mean, just like I guess it does, it happens with my signs, you can kind of anticipate which products are going to have them, are going to generate the most questions and which ones are going to be really simple. So that was, that was a little piece of gold you dropped there, Julie. Thank you for that. Okay. So there are a couple of concerns that people sort of voice regularly um, that I, I'm excited to hopefully debunk about selling principles on Etsy. And the first one is, I think the most common complaint I hear is that market is just way too saturated, Lizzie. Like I can't, you know, a new person can't, you know, could you even make it doing that? There's already a million of them. So um, not only do you have experience yourself, but and we haven't even gotten there yet, but you literally have, have students that you've coached through this, like thousands of them. So you have more knowledge about this than anybody I know. What has your experience been? Like, is it true about saturation? Can a newbie still make it? What are your thoughts? I think it's totally true. And this is just one of the common mind traps that all of us get ourselves into when we start something new. And it's because there's so much 
personal life cost to trying something new. I mean, we need to yeah. carve out that time when we're already busy. We need to. We know that it's going to take a little while to learn, and maybe we feel like we don't have that time, and it needs to happen now. And we have those kind of immediate expectations. So this is just a totally normal part. And whether you're starting uh, online business, physical business, retail business, it's just something that you're going to have to get over. But the way that I like to help students do that and get over it is by focusing on the small wins every single week. So you don't have to make a million dollars overnight. And it can be really difficult to read a story of someone that it almost seems like they got to the end right away. You need to focus on doing one thing every single week to push your business forward. And that's kind of the win for the week. You're focusing on inputs and not necessarily outputs at the beginning. And your skill stack is kind of adding up and developing over time. And that's something for myself that I've grown this business, Gold City Ventures, I never necessarily tried to make Gold City Ventures on the first day. I mean, this all started with me listening to a podcast and getting an idea and it kind of snowballing. And if you even think back, it kind of started with me being unemployed with my friends blogging about study abroad, right? Like if I hadn't done that, then that didn't result in anything, but all those skills kind of compounded over time and it built this lifestyle of freedom that I now have where money is not something that we're worrying about. It's more like, how do I make the most efficient use of the capital that we have? It's not the yes. same kind of scarcity mindset stuff that we used to have when we were in debt. And it's just a whole different playing field. I mean, my daughter and I, I used to work in corporate America and I had meetings with Europe at like 7.30 and I didn't really see her all oh. day. And now, I mean, we have this morning routine where I drink my coffee and she watches, you know, her show and it's the best part of our day. That is precious. Okay. I love that. I, I'm very much my, um, my mentality about everything is there's more than enough room at the table. Like I'm you know, probably to an extreme. So I love that. And I do think so often it's a mindset and like, there's always ways to be innovative. Like there's, there's still so many new ideas to be had. So, um, so I love that. And it feels very hopeful. The other thing I'm really curious what your thoughts are is, you know, Etsy started out as this like handmade marketplace. You know, you think back to like the roots, the, the lifeblood of Etsy, and it's really changed a lot since the beginning. So now it's like a very digital space, not only, but like, there's a lot of people in the digital space. Do you think, like, how do you think Etsy corporate feels about that? Like, what has your experience been? Do you see them like supporting this? Is this kind of the future? What do you think? I think it's the future. And Etsy has over 90 million buyers. Shopping patterns completely changed with the pandemic in 2020, where more people were shopping online. When maybe we were growing up, our parents would take us to a store for Valentine's Day or whatever, and you got to pick out like Valentine's cards to give to your kid's class. Parents now are actually shopping on Etsy the night before, printing those out on their home printer, cutting them out and having their kids sign them. That's exactly what I did this year. And people are looking to Etsy more and more for that. And honestly, Etsy itself is giving us encouraging signs that they want to support and grow this digital side of their business. So they recently made a couple changes to make it easier for digital sellers to achieve star seller status, which is almost like the Airbnb super host. This is Etsy's version of that. It's still That's new, okay. so I, I wouldn't really stress out about trying to get star seller. It can be difficult to get it. Depends on how quickly you answer messages and the number of reviews you have, how many sales you have, things like that. But Etsy recently changed something where you can customize people's orders without it affecting your eligibility for star seller. I won't get into the details on that, but it was a fantastic like showcase of Etsy's faith in digital sellers. They also are starting to put digital products in their 
recommended holiday shopping guides. And they even suggested recently that if you are a digital seller, you could submit. And they told us that certain keywords people are looking for, like last minute gifts and things like that, they were kind of giving ideas to their seller base that digital products might be good for that. Now, of course, this is all, you know, reading between the lines on their communication, but seeing these things is just a really encouraging sign. And I think on Etsy, Etsy gets paid by transaction fees from customers. So they are incentivized to try to tell their seller community what to what what people are looking for and to try to make sure that we provide that to people. So, you know, search volume is a huge part of my personal Etsy strategy and something that I I love helping my students understand and get excited about just like I feel like that. So, I see these little clues as ways that Etsy is telling us that there's a demand here for digital products. It helps them make money. It helps us make money. The margins are incredible compared to physical products. And it's uh, only the beginning of this opportunity. I think that's so encouraging. Like I, I mean, they definitely aren't deterring the digital space at all, you know? And, and I think that as, as Etsy, you know, watches their, their, um, their shoppers, their customers kind of complain about shipping times and how long things take and people wanting things instantly. Digital has such a great answer to that. So, um, I, I think that's exciting. I'm really glad I didn't know any of that until you and I had talked. So I'm, I'm very encouraged to hear it. It's like the other, um, main concern or maybe objection I'll hear sometimes to the printable space is, (laughs) is like, what can people do if they don't necessarily have great design skills? You know, they haven't, studied them done digital design before or graphic design and I mean I know there's great resources out there now but is this something that someone can learn to do well like do you kind of have to have a natural talent I would just be curious you know do you think people need formal training or what would you suggest so I don't have a natural talent and (laughs) I was worried about that in the beginning probably too because I'm not a graphic designer and Honestly, that was one of the reasons I thought bachelorette niche was perfect for me because if you think about things that people wear to bachelorette parties or bring, I mean, they're gaudy, there's sparkles everywhere, the colors are wild. <laughs> Honestly, the more wild that item is, the more attractive it is to the person because it feels like bachelorette to them. Like, yes. this is what I think a bachelorette party should be. This is what I'm seeing out there. So this fits. And that that was attractive to me. Now, if you are someone that's not confident in your skills, then don't pick the wedding niche and don't mm-hmm. pick wall art. And wall art is something that I see a lot of people, they start out with, and some people have it. We've seen 5,000 students kind of go through our process right now. And some students, they can make this most beautiful, really cute, like farmhouse chic printable wall art, and they get it. But then there are a lot of people like me where this doesn't come naturally. So maybe not try to make something that goes in someone's living room. What about things that are kind of throwaway, like holiday events, Halloween trick-or-treat signs, like things like that, that people are looking for, that their expectation is not super high. And, you know, you'd be shocked. Like I have over 4,000 sales, I think, in my shop at this time. And I'm not a graphic designer. If you look at this stuff, you're like, this doesn't necessarily intimidate me in terms of what this looks like. And I love that. I mean, this is something you can learn to do on your computer. You can get better at it over time. You don't need to have that that background or that special eye. Okay. If you guys have been listening to me for more than 20 minutes, you've probably heard me talk about the three most important components of a successful Etsy shop. So number one, a product that people are actually searching for and buying right now. Number two, beautiful product photos that stand out in the search results. And number three, your SEO or keywords, which really simply just means your Etsy listings need to include the exact same phrases that your shoppers are searching for up there in that Etsy search bar. In fact, 
even if shoppers are buying your product like gangbusters from other shops and your pictures are like the quality to be on the cover of a magazine, if you don't have your SEO nailed and those perfect word phrases all throughout your Etsy listings, shoppers will literally never find you. So wait, 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 don't feel discouraged. I've got you. I want to let you in on my secret weapon for SEO on Etsy. It's a website called Sale Samurai that mines all of Etsy's shop and listing data so that you don't have to, thank you. (laughs) You can find out what keyword phrases are searched the most for every single niche and how many listings are using them so that you can understand how steep the competition is. That is so helpful. So within the program, you're able to see details like hundreds of other keywords you can use, what shops and listings are performing the best in your space, what the pricing competition looks like, and so much more. It's literally literally a goldmine of information that will help you compete in the search results. So if you would like to get a sneak peek of exactly what Sales Samurai can do, why I love it so much, what makes it so powerful. I created a YouTube video that will give you that overview. So check that out. It will be linked in the podcast show notes for you. And so Sales Samurai is a very reasonable monthly membership that you're going to want to maintain because you're going to do this research constantly in your Etsy shop. And they have very generously given me a 20% off for life coupon code just for you guys. So you get to start with a free trial, but go through my link so that they'll give you that lower rate for as long as you stick with the service. We all need to save a few bucks here and there. So the code is how to sell your stuff. There's no spaces between the words and it's all lowercase. But of course, I will just link their site, the discount code and that YouTube mini tutorial for you all down in the show notes. (laughs) I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on this one. I'm obsessed with it. I literally use it every day. I use it with my clients. We help help them get the edge. And I just know how much it can help you with that SEO game. So I definitely encourage you to give it a try. I think that is, is really helpful. And, you know, I hadn't even thought about it that way, like this, but of course you're the expert. Like I hadn't even thought about, like, it totally depends, like how high stakes is this item? (laughs) Is this something they're going to use once in pitch or is it something they're going to put on their wall for 10 years? Like such a good point. I love it. Um, I had started out kind of like in, when I did printables, I did, um, sort of like baby shower, uh, little like table signs or, um, or wedding, you know, that kind of thing, like wedding signs, like the sip, sip, hooray, like that kind of thing. And it was okay. It never, I mean, I probably had, you know, five or 600 sales. Um, I ended up getting so busy with my sign shop that I was just like, Oh, forget this $2 a piece sale thing. It was just a different, you know, uh, also, okay. Like little side story which my listeners have heard before. So I don't know why I'm telling, but I'm telling you when someone's listening for the first time, so it's fine. But um, I got really scared. And so actually I love overcoming this objection. I got really scared because I accidentally had like a trademark violation in my, in my principal shop. And so I kind of put it on vacation mode after that. And, you know, because I just didn't study and look into it, but I had done, um, done one for a baby shower that had the word Lego on it. Just not even thinking just like how many Legos are in the jar. You play that game at every baby shower and I, I got like a cease and desist and got totally freaked out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, so actually it's like a perfect kind of segue because I think some people come to Etsy for the side hustle concept. They're like, yes, passive income, which is great. And they have really high hopes of making bunches of money. But can you give a realistic sense? Like as someone who deals with students in this constantly, what is a realistic sense 
of what a principal seller can earn and how many listings they probably need in their shop to earn it. This is, I see, okay, I do coaching all the time and people come to me with like, they have 30 listings and they're like, why am I not making thousands of dollars? I'm like, you have 30 listings that sell for $2 a piece. Like, let's do the math, you know? So not to be sassy about it, but what are your thoughts on that, Julie? You're much more calm and reserved about it. So I'd love to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And I think there's sort of a time and a place, depending on where you are in your life and what the purpose of the shop is, getting really clear on that ahead of time is going to set your expectations and sort of guide the decisions that you make. So for me, this always started as a side hustle. I had a demanding corporate job. And while, yes, it would be cool if my Etsy shop was my full-time job, that wasn't necessarily my goal. My goal, because I knew that I already was sort of optimizing my day job and working really hard toward raises and promotions and things like that, that I was not going to do certain things in my shop that could earn me more money. So an example would be offering custom orders. That's an easy way for a seller to make a lot of money at the beginning. I say no. So if a customer messages me and says, can you make this purple? No, I don't. I don't. No, thank you. I don't do custom orders at this time. But if I get four message requests telling me that I, they want purple, yes. then I will go and I'll make a purple product and add that thing in there. And those are things that, you know, depending on where you are in your life, if I was still on my student loan debt journey, you know, I would have made a purple one right away, right? Because I was trying to like <laughs> hustle and get all that money. But at this point in my life, I want something that is a passive side hustle. I can take that money. I can invest it. I could use it to help my family. Like last year, we got a new house, had to furnish a bigger house. So, you know, there were certain things that that money could contribute towards. That's awesome that it can. So, you know, making those decisions and being very clear up front what you want it to be. That being said, I've seen some students in my course that they ended up loving making printables, completely new to it loved it. Instead of spending kind of the two to four hours per week, every week that we are kind of recommending that people do for a little bit of time as they're learning, they're like, you know what, I'm going to spend 15 hours a week and this is, I'm going to try to full-time job this thing. And they did. So there's this one woman that she's made six figures on her Etsy shop. Um, there's someone else that she was able to quit her job. Make, she makes thousands per month and she traveled during the pandemic in an RV with her family for like a whole year. And now she does really cool things actually named Sasha. She's going to do some freelancing for us this year. And she's kind of, it's become like part of a bigger business for her. She's got a blog now and all these things. So it was kind of like her stepping stone into a larger business. And what that's what we love about getting to know our students and having a course, because when I worked in corporate America, I got to work on cool things, but now I get to see individually people's lives that, you know, it's not the same scale of what I was doing before, but I can like name people like Sasha. Where I'm like, oh, because I randomly decided to start this thing. Look, it kind of like turned into that. I mean, of course it was her hard work and everything, but because I even like put something on the internet that someone could buy, it turned into oh, this other thing. Isn't and that the best? That's what I yes. kind of love about online business. I mean, you really same. can make these connections with people and you can watch them go on to build their business and do these cool things. It's awesome. So you're saying the world is our oyster. I mean, we literally can build this into a full-time income. It could be built into a six-figure business or it could be small. And it's really smart to like start thinking as you get started, really kind of plan out what are your expectations and then do some math. Like, okay, if I'm, if I have a, you know, a thousand listings that are selling for two bucks a piece, like how often would they need to sell? Kind of maybe doing some of that math to figure out what would I have to create to achieve that goal? Okay, Julie, so how do you generate ideas for what printables to make? Um, I think that's a really interesting conversation to have because it seems like there's tons of possibilities, 
Um, but I also think it could maybe feel really overwhelming for someone getting started who doesn't necessarily have all the inspiration. So what do you recommend as a strategy to like decide what to create? So if you are someone that already has an Etsy shop, you you might be wondering whether you should add printables to your existing shop, whether you should create a new yes. shop, or if you're someone that's starting brand new, maybe you are, you're wondering about what even to put as your first listing. Well, what we tell people, particularly those that already have a shop, if you have a printable that your customer base that you're already attracting would be interested in, then that's just the best case scenario. Oh, cool. But, and you, you don't necessarily have to have a second shop. You can just use Etsy's sections feature and create a section just for printables that are related to the niche that you sell in. Because, you know, customers do browse your shop and they might find that interesting that you do sell it. If you'd like to, though, create a new shop, you can totally do that. And we recommend certain strategies depending on where you are in your journey. So, and by we, I mean myself and my business partner, Cody, he founded Gold City Ventures with me. And this is something that we've perfected together. He's really, this first strategy is really all Cody because he was all about this at the beginning. Oh, cool. Okay. But there's something that we call our seasonal product secret strategy. And it's the way that our students get sales immediately or very, very quickly. Now, of course, not guaranteed, but we see it happen. And it's because they're using Etsy's bread and butter to the advantage, which is people go on Etsy to buy gifts for holidays, for events, for special occasions, for specific milestones in life. So if you make printables for those things, the upcoming holiday, a special occasion that someone already shops on Etsy for, you're taking advantage of customers that are specifically coming there in mind. And there's always a printable that fits for celebrating, for gifting, for whatever in that occasion, decorating. So that's what we say starting with first. And when you go with the approach of what does the market want, what are a lot of people searching for, it's like running downhill on Etsy versus running uphill instead of you trying to attract people to whatever it is that you are making that's really cool yes. and you just wish that more people would find it because it is cool. That is not the approach that someone that's doing this as a side hustle and trying to make money does because we don't have like a thing in our heart that we're good at or anything. Like we're just kind of following certain search volume trends and we're making something that is fun to make and we're proud of, but it puts us in the best chance to make a sale because that's the whole reason that we're doing this as a side hustle. So we we highly recommend going that either seasonal route or sticking with your existing niche if you're already attracting traffic. Now, if you're not attracting any traffic to your shop, then don't go with that. But if you're like a more you know reputable shop and you already are getting some good foot traffic, then then that could be the way that you go. I think that's super helpful. <clears throat> um, and I just and I always like to tell people there are just so many possibilities and. And especially if you open a printable shop, like tell me if you disagree, but my thought is you can test everything. Like there's no reason why you, you have to stay like, I'm only going to make leprechaun stuff. Like, please like test everything, find out what the trends are. Absolutely. And I think that's what is so fun about printables and what the lesson I learned when I added that in and stopped sort of doing the tattoos is because with the tattoos, I had to make an investment in inventory up front. I had oh, to buy everything yeah. that was needed to, for the tattoos. And I was wrong sometimes about some trends or, you know, I made like a commitment and now I have a thousand tattoos in a box under my bed that no one's ever going to have. Someday I can just give them out in a parade. I imagine like everyone, this crazy bachelorette party, gold glitter tattoos that say wild things. We'll have a lot of yeah. fun with them. But for right yeah. now, you know, it's totally wasted. Whereas with a printable, if I make a mistake or a wrong judgment or whatever, you know what? I only wasted my time and I can pivot at the drop of a hat. Suddenly nobody celebrates St. Patrick's Day saying that anymore. Cool. I can just quickly change the words to say something else and just edit my original design. And here we go. It's a different thing in like five seconds. You know, five seconds is exaggerating, but you know, it's not the same yeah. as when you have a physical product. You really can pivot and you can be 
faster about following trends and all that um, because it's just less upfront stuff that you have to include. It's I honestly, my wheels are turning. I find it fascinating. Um, okay. So if someone's, you know, brand new to this whole principles concept, and I, I know, I know I have a ton of listeners right now who are excited thinking about like actually really want to take some steps on it. They, I read, they, I hear from them every day. Um, but this, it often feels very overwhelming and I'm sure we probably haven't necessarily helped that. So what are maybe like one to three start out, like just basic steps? Like if they were going to kind of peel it back and say, okay, don't feel so overwhelmed by the whole conversation. Here's where to start. Where would you direct them? So we would love to help them at Gold City Ventures. We have our online course, ePrintables. That's been the flagship offer and the way that we take students sort of from scratch with printables to reaching their goals. Actually, one of our favorite milestones for students is the 100 Sales Club, where when you make 100 sales on Etsy and if you stay a member of our group, then we send you a gift in the mail. It's personalized. It's purchased from another Etsy seller. It's a Tumblr with your name on it and all this fun stuff. And then you also get free membership in our community. And it's like a big deal. I mean, I'd say it's like a graduation of ePrintables where you've achieved 100 sales with printables. And um, yeah, we love celebrating those people. So if you want that type of help where you're getting kind of over the shoulder videos and there's you're doing it with other people, you can ask a question at any time, get it answered, then check us out at ePrintables. Our course is actually open for enrollment starting Thursday, April 7th, and ending Sunday night, midnight, April 10th. And then the doors will shut on this next cohort of students. And you know, we'd love to, for some of your students to, or some of your listeners to kind of become our students and be part of our world. Okay. So the perfect the perfect thing about this timing is that you are opening literally the day that this episode drops. So guys, you'll have a couple of days. If you don't want to have to wait until the next time they do a course launch, um, you can jump on it. So I will have, as always, I will have the links super easy for you to grab down in the show notes. You can grab it and be able to find Julie. Um, I, I'm just going to tell you guys that I, um, always do a lot of research before I recommend any kind of product or service or expert on this podcast. I go through a lot of them. So I looked at every single printable course that was available on the market and I handpicked Julie and it just so happened that she responded to me. Thank you, baby Jesus, because that doesn't always work out that way. So we do have contact with like what I would say is the best of the best. So if you've been chewing on this, and you know that you need to take those next steps, I just want you to know that, you know, as your as your friend here, um, I really trust Julie. I've had a couple conversations with her. I really like her content. I really like her bigger picture and I don't think she'll steer you wrong. So other than that, Julie, where, if folks just kind of want to follow around along because you've got this bigger journey. I mean, I know for a fact that like the financial freedom and looking at all these things as a bigger picture for your future and your legacy is something that a lot of my listeners are interested in. Where can they follow you um, and just see that whole, the whole bigger picture journey? Okay. Well, if you are an Instagram person, you can find me at Millennial Boss, two L's, two N's in Millennial. So good. Or I have a blog, millennialboss.com, which was my student loan debt kind of financial journey. If you want to know more about printables and that whole world, then goldcityventures.com is my website where I have my business with my friend Cody. And I will say what I love about what we do at Gold City Ventures you will learn how to make printables using Canva, which is free, or Adobe Illustrator. We have those tutorials if, if that's what you're into too. But you'll also learn business stuff, 
that is going to help you in your existing handmade business as well. And Cody and I, we're coming from that blogging and podcasting background. I had a podcast that had over 2 million downloads about financial independence. And my blog is also heavily monetized because that's another um, point of income for me for passive income through display ads and affiliate marketing and all that. So you're going to learn other things that will kind of build your online business skill stack in the course of ePrintables. And we know that it will make you better handmade sellers too, because you're going to look at it maybe with a little bit of different eyes and you're going to have some strategies that will teach you a little more about the search volume and understanding what customers want and how to take them on a journey and all that. So I think that's what makes our course stand out. It's just more who we are. Like we're coming from the background of we wanted to do this to make money. We are coming from the background of blogging and podcasting and and all that. So it it really shows in our content. I'm all about that. I like, um, I always want to give my listeners, my students, like a more holistic picture, you know, like it's awesome if I teach you this one thing about Etsy, but like, there's so much more to the bigger puzzle and I want them thinking bigger and I want them thinking multiple streams of income and I want them to have this bigger picture. So I love Julie that we are aligned on that. Like I, and we're so (laughs) I love how different our personalities are, but we're like so aligned. It is awesome. So um, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing this with me today. I know your time is extremely valuable and you have a lot of other things you could be doing. And we feel really fortunate to get to spend this time with you. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. And I love talking about the financial independence side because one of my life passions is I want to help more women achieve financial independence. And I just feel it so much more since I've become a mom because my time is so limited. And it, I'm not saying that being a mom has held me back. It hasn't. But the reason that it hasn't is because I have a lot more flexibility in the way I earn money. And I just couldn't do it anymore with the corporate and all that and pandemic and I mean, everything. My daughter had some health challenges a lot. So I would love more women to be able to feel this financial independence. And this is not like a get rich rich quick scheme. As I mentioned, I've been on this journey for a long time, since 2015. But if you consistently put in the time, you could achieve this for your family too. Um, You know, and I I just, I think I'm proof that it, it has happened for me. So I'd love to, I love sharing that message with more women. It's not just about like making money on Etsy. It's kind of, well, what can you do with that money and how could it help build the life that you want to live? That might warrant an entirely separate conversation because I am so with you on that. And I would love, like I'm already, I have the chills hearing that. Yes, women, we need to, we need to do everything we can to help. And it's, it is like a whole new day. It's a whole new time for us. And it's there what our mothers had as options and our grandmothers, you can't even compare. (laughs) You can't even compare. And my mom, she was a trailblazer. She was one of four women at Wharton, um, in in her day. And, um, and and like went into business and kicked butt, had two week maternity leaves. You talk about seven months. She had a two week maternity leave with both of her children. She couldn't gain any weight because they were so judgmental about pregnancy. I mean, like they paved the way and now there are, I mean, like they, there are now there's a million choices. And so, I'm so, I, I love the girl power vibes, Julie. I'm really here for it. <laughs> I'm all about it. I mean, I always wanted to be Ginger Spice out of the Spice Girls yes! when I was growing up. I just, she th- she was the edgy one, right? Like, yes. so that I always want to mix things up and kind of make it a little fun. Um, so that's my, that's my vibe. I'm all about the girl power. Okay. Well, thank you. This couldn't have been more fun and I will talk to you soon. And everyone listening, thank you for being here. I adore you. Have a great week and go make something awesome. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. 
If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.